This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I am Andy Baskin. And, of course, we are brought to you locally by Smiley and Bryant. That's right. Smiley One and Bryant. Those are our good friends. And uh, they are Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling expert. Daryl, the continued news uh, in Berea is about the starting quarterback, Deshaun Watson. And it does, (laughs) does not look hopeful. For Sunday, as far as I'm concerned, sitting here on a Wednesday afternoon uh, as we tape this, that he will be the quarterback against San Francisco 49ers on Sunday. So here we are, uh, two, it'll be two and a half weeks then since where we are right now, since he's played a game, and it looks like he is not going to be playing on Sunday. That's At least that's what it, it's trending that way. Yeah, you almost have to feel for Kevin Stefanski. This is the uh, fourth year he's the head coach of this football team, and let's be honest about it, three of those years he's had a quarterback circus on his hands, right? Um, right. That, that he's had to deal with, whether it's, you know, Baker Mayfield being hurt, Deshaun Watson being available, uh, you know, because of league discipline, and then obviously now this year with Deshaun Watson uh, and uh, his shoulder injury. So you almost kind of feel bad for him. If Watson can't go, P.J. Walker gets to start. Uh, for the Browns, he's got about 15 games under his belt and seven starts. Uh, the numbers are pretty grotesque. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I If Deshaun Watson doesn't play on Sunday, I, I really don't think it matters who the starting quarterback is. Um, the, the, the San Francisco 49ers are the superior team on both sides of the football. I think Deshaun levels that playing field quite a bit for the Browns, Andy. Hmm. But we saw what happened against Baltimore with Dorian Thompson Robinson, unfortunately, and that just was a non-competitive game. We've talked about that on the podcast. So, you know, obviously they feel PJ gives them a better chance to win that game without Deshaun Watson come Sunday. But yeah, I'm not overly optimistic. I mean, he went from, he's actually regressed in the progression here, right? He went from, uh, you know, throwing a couple of footballs in, in, in practice, not very long throws, not very intense throws, but at least we got to see him like at least walk around, talk to teammates and coaches and trainers and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, take some mental reps during some drills and that. And, and now we just, we don't see him. Like he, he's been indoors the last two practices uh, getting rehab. And yeah, he is doing some throwing 
indoors as part of that. But the bottom line is he's not practicing. He's not taking reps, uh, which, by the way, he did do leading up to the Ravens game. So hence my comment about he's regressing as far as where he's at on this injury timeline. Now, a lot can happen between now as we record this podcast on a Wednesday afternoon and Sunday morning. Uh, I am with you, though. I, I'm not overly optimistic that Deshaun Watson is going to start against San Francisco. And quite frankly, I don't know. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Should the Browns even try to start him if he's not 100% or close to 100%? Should they just take take this one for the team, so to speak, and give him another week to allow that rotator cuff to calm down and heal even further? Personally, because it's San Francisco, I would give him the week off. I, I just why Why risk it against one of the best defenses in the league? Why? You know, I, I know you're everyone else is out there trying to do their thing, but with the financial investment you have in that quarterback, I don't know that it's worth it putting out there. But take us behind the curtains, Daryl. How do we know he's not practicing indoors? How do we know? I mean, the media only gets to watch him for a little bit. Do we have to believe everything Kevin Stefanski's saying? I mean, what what I, and I would say this about what Kevin says. What Kevin Stefanski says at that moment is true at that moment. And two seconds later, it could be completely different. So what is, what, I mean, we talk about him maybe throwing indoors, rehabbing indoors. What does that consist of? I mean, could he be rehabbing with wide receivers and throwing the ball? Could, I mean, there, there, I'd like, I wonder sometimes what a head coach says, how much of it's true or not. And then when we say he's working out inside, what does that mean? And how much time does the media actually get to watch practice? So fill in the blanks on that. Well, we get to watch about 20 minutes or so. Uh, he's not working out with wide receivers because they're all accounted for. So when we go out to practice, we we take attendance. We we have the the team's roster. I had it here somewhere. I was going to show. Sure, them. that's all right. We, we we have the roster and we go in and we check off everybody to make sure that what the team tells us matches up with what we're seeing as far as the attendance goes. They listed him as not likely to practice in the pre-practice injury report. I'm anticipating uh, that when the injury report comes out uh, here shortly. Uh, on a Wednesday afternoon, he will be a DNP um, because if he does practice, right, let's say they're, they're playing. This, this is, I think this is the interesting part. Keep if, going. Yep. If they're playing, let's say they're playing games with us, right? We don't, yeah. we just don't want the media to see what Deshaun Watson can or cannot do. And this sure. has happened in the past. Um, and we're not the only team. Is, is, yeah. As soon as we would leave, then he would come out and take reps. However, they would have to report that on the injury report and say he was limited. So once we get that injury report, that's kind of like a legal document that's sent to the league office. And that report has to be accurate um, or else teams can face uh, penalties uh, if it's not. So that's how we know Deshaun's not taking reps. Like, But it, what, is limit, it, what does limited mean? Standing out on the field with the team, throwing yeah. one pass? I mean, he, what's he, the definition he, he of limited? You could take positional and individual reps and stretch and all that kind of stuff that we see. And then when it comes to the team portion, he doesn't take anything. That kind, Anything that does not constitute a full practice, right? But he's out there and doing something of something counts as a limited practice. So going back to that Ravens week, right? On Wednesday... Uh, This is after we had talked to Deshaun, after we talked to Kevin Stefanski, and uh, no mention was made of any type of injury whatsoever. We had no idea what was going on. Go out there, and then we see, oh, Deshaun's not throwing a football. What's going on, right? So then on that injury report, Deshaun was listed as limited. He was listed as limited on Thursday. He was listed as uh, limited (laughs) slash questionable on the Friday injury report. Uh, so now fast forward two weeks now 
to 40 from Ravens week now to 49ers week at now with the buys behind us. It, it, DNP means did not participate at all in practice whatsoever. That means he didn't stretch. He didn't do any individual drills. He didn't do any team drills. He did nothing related to practice. And Kevin Stefanski said in his press conference that he would be spending Wednesday rehabbing. And yes, that does constitute throwing inside with the trainers that he and the medical staff that he's working with, but he isn't throwing passes to Amari Cooper right now. He's not throwing passes to Elijah Moore. Okay. During practice. So that's the difference between practicing and not practicing and rehab and things like that. Gotcha. And I probably just to cover uh, all bases here, let's just say a guy goes out and practices and ate a bad burrito the night before and has to run back into the facility and miss two periods of a practice limited. Limited with stomach issues, right? With it would say illness. stomach issues, right? No, they will put illness on the thing. Illness. Okay, so yeah. same thing so there. So that's... They, the, they don't have to get too specific with the injury report. So um, now what they've done for Deshaun is they've said right shoulder. But uh, they actually don't even have to do that. They could just say shoulder. Um, that's why when you look at the injury report, uh, you know, Miles Garrett is a foot injury. We know it's the left foot because that's what he had the walking boot on. Uh, it, as he left uh, the stadium uh, following the loss to the Ravens, but they just put foot on there. Joel Batonio, they just put a knee. They don't tell us if it's the left or the right. You, you know, so they they don't have to get overly specific. They just have to put on there, uh, you know, limited. So you know, full limited DNP, and then the body part that's injured, or in this case, if he's got a cold or illness or upset stomach or whatever. That that you know falls under the the illness thing, or uh, what they also do is, for instance, like Amari Cooper, typically will get Wednesday a Wednesday or a Thursday off, and so and same thing goes for Miles Garrett. And what they will do is they will just put on their not uh, DNP, not injury related slash rest. But the other thing they do is they'll do if like for instance in Joel Batonio's case, right? They can put on there not injury related slash knee. It's just as disclosed that he does have a, a knee injury. However, that's not why he was not practicing on mm. that given day. Does that make sense? Yeah. And again, this is all for the NFL to kind of say, hey, we're giving you as much disclosure as we possibly can. And about player you know, availability, right? Yeah. I, we're not sending a horse out there racing a horse race that doesn't, you know, that's, yeah, I, that can only use three legs. I think the line moved from like three and a half uh, to, I think it's six or whatever. I don't know what the line is now. I thought it was five to start the week. I don't know, though. I no, it was three and a half to start the week. Um, and then it has moved a little bit. I don't know if the line has moved any further. Um, I don't know. Are we allowed to give betting advice on this podcast? <laughs> I wouldn't give any advice. I mean, I would never. <laughs> First of all, I, I, I mean, I, go ahead. You can do what you want. <laughs> I'd get in on the minus six while you can, <laughs> because it might be 49ers minus 28 on Sunday. <laughs> I, I, I have a feeling it's like Ohio State Rice, and I, I, they won that game. Like Ohio State beat Rice like 72 nothing, or they had some yeah. game like that. I thought it was Rice. It's and... not going to be that. Look, the Browns have a... <laughs> That's what I keep thinking about. Like, yeah, but... here we go. This is like a D1 school playing a D3 school. But I, our defense is better than that. Like, I, I just think that. 
you know, the big hope in this game is that your defense is going to go out there and help. Well, you, right? and I was, I was going to wait till the next segment to tell you how the Browns can actually win this football game. Well, hang tight then. Why don't you do that? We'll wait till the next segment, Daryl. You do that. So it's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Bass. Let's talk about that. And let's also talk about why is DTR not the backup quarterback coming up. Mobile sports betting is legal in the state of Ohio, and BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's best bets by heading to BetQL.com, or you can download the BetQL app where you can claim your free three-day trial today. Go to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for all of those exclusive sportsbook offers. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One. And Bryant, that's right. Together, they're a great team, and they are Northeast Ohio's heating and cooling experts. Um, Daryl, so go ahead. Tell me. Let, let's start here, though. I want to understand this first. Why is uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson not the backup quarterback this week? Uh, I will answer your question with a question because that's what sure. I was always taught to do. Did you not watch the Baltimore Ravens game, Andy? I did. I did watch okay. the Baltimore Ravens. So I... you're saying that they genuinely, straight out, said, "Hey, DTR, you're not ready for this, so we want you on the bench." I'm pretty confident that's how that conversation went. Because here's the thing. So DTR did tell us Wednesday at his locker that he found out because, you know, the conspiracy theory was because he had dressed in a in a real nice suit walking into the stadium that he knew going in that he was going to start that football game. Well, he told us at his locker that he, he wasn't wearing out. that after the game, though, Daryl. He was wearing like a T-shirt. I know. So yeah. he told us that he found out he was starting that game at 1030. Deshaun Watson's uh, uh, pregame workout ended around 10.25 a.m., okay? He was out there for about 15, 20 minutes, spent more time talking to the train. We, we've been all through this, so I won't rehash it. Right, but right, right. Basically, problem. five minutes after Deshaun Watson walked off that field, that's when DTR found out, oh, hey, I'm starting against the Baltimore Ravens. Someone have the last rights ready to be read soon, please. And then he went out there and... Yeah, we, we we saw what happened to him. So, um, Daryl, that's his job, though. I mean, he's got to yeah. be ready every game. I mean, his job mentally has to be is I'm in on the next snap. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, he and he talked about, hey, I thought I prepared my butt off. I, w- I felt like I was ready to go. I felt the reps in practice went really well. Um, obviously, I can have some better timing with the receivers, and that's just something that's going to come with experience, et cetera, et cetera. But um, the, re- the reality is that, he did not look like he was ready to go. Right. And, and and I'm not knocking him. It's just, that's what the result was. And, you know, you can, it's, it's okay that he wasn't ready for that moment. You know know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. that, that's just part of sports, but um, you know, I I think that they looked at uh, the results of that Baltimore game and they're like, well, at least PJ Walker started a couple of games in his career. I mean, the numbers aren't all that great, but he, you know, he's at least seen an NFL field and San Francisco, like if we thought Baltimore was, was tough, right. And, and, and what they did to him and the volume of sacks and the three interceptions and the low completion percentage, like if we thought what the Ravens did him was bad, what the 49ers are going to do to him is going to be like 10 times worse when you look at the 49ers on film. So at least we can say, Hey, we're putting a veteran out there who has a little NFL experience to go against this, this really, really good defense. And maybe he can at least manage the game because let's be honest about it. 
What part of what you saw against the Ravens showed managing the game? Nothing. There was nothing that showed me that. But they were the ones that, I mean, this this is on the front office. This is on the head coach. I mean, they had a meeting and said, if Deshaun Watson's hurt, the next snap goes to Dorian Thompson-Robinson. That's what happens when you make a guy number two quarterback and don't keep a veteran on the roster, at least have a veteran on the roster that's going to be there that you don't have to bring up from the practice squad quickly. Guys, you know, the guys they let go. So, I mean, shame on the front office, shame on the coaching staff or whoever was in the conversation and said, you know what, let's bring this, let's, because I, I think there was this fear that they were if they put him on the practice squad, somebody else was going to pick him up. A hundred percent. And look, I understand what, why they did what they did. Okay. But they rolled the dice to make him the number two quarterback. A hundred percent. Like I totally get what, why they did what they did. Somebody was going to probably claim him at based right. on the preseason that he had had. Mm-hmm. And you didn't want to, so you give him the, but they also didn't want to commit a third roster spot to another quarterback here. And that's why I asked Kevin Stefanski on Wednesday. So what are you going to do with PJ here? Are you going to elevate him to the 53 to start the game or sign him to the 53? I should say uh, to start this game, or are you going to leave him on the practice squad and then just have him be a standard game day elevation? And he gave the old, you know, we're still trying to figure that out response. And then that, and that's understandable, but you're right. It is on the front office for not putting someone in front of DTR. That's more experienced. Like really, was that 53rd roster spot? Like, whomever it went to, right? Doesn't matter. Right. Immaterial, whoever that went to. But was that 53rd roster spot that they gave to some positional guy that's inactive every week more valuable to your team than maybe having a veteran quarterback or a, a, a number three vet on that active roster? I mean, you can say DTR is still your number two quarterback, but still have on the active roster a tangible, legitimate uh, quarterback. But I'm guessing that veteran, not named P.J. Walker, would you know want to be that number two. Um, I, I just think that they should have kept Josh Dobbs. I don't know that that Ravens game would have, and we talked about this before, I don't know that, that the results of that Ravens game would have been much better with Josh Dobbs, a quarterback. But I do think, I don't think that they would have scored just three points. Uh, I, I think the offense would have at least looked competent. Um, the Browns would have at least looked competitive. They probably still wouldn't have won the game, but that's that's kind of what like they had no chance to win that game. What, that, that, and and that's what you want. You, you want a tangible opportunity to be able to win the football game. And right now, as we're having this conversation, and I'm taking a lot of heat because I'm always negative and I'm a hater, this, that, and the other. But I'm just telling you what I see and 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 what I think and how I feel about the situation. I don't think they have a snowball's chance in hell to beat the 49ers with a backup quarterback right now because the, the, the 49ers, they're not just beating people. They're, they're kicking the crap out of people this year. They're winning games by an average of 19, 20 points per game. And I think it, the, the big question not, for them, Daryl. Yeah, it's not like they're winning games by two, three points. They're kicking late field goals, you know, things like that. They're annihilating people. Their defense is dominating people. Their offense is scoring 30-plus points a game. Right. So, yeah, I think the big question for them is, can they run the table? Yeah. Uh, Dante Whitner said that on the afternoon show earlier this week. He goes, yeah, I think they can run the table. Yeah. Now they do have the Eagles later this season, which will be an interesting game. I, you know what? I think they'll lose one or two games. I, I don't think that they'll run the table just because the NFL, it's so hard week in and week out. Right. It really is. So, 
Uh, I'm not going to say they're going to run the table, but they were my preseason Super Bowl pick. Everyone was, you know, was yelling and screaming, oh, you know what you're talking about? Philadelphia Eagles going back. I was like, I'm telling you, San Francisco is going to be the team to watch in the NFC. And guess what? Right now, the 49ers, they are not only the team to watch in the NFC right now, they're the most dominating team in the NFL right now. Now, Joe, you need to stop the podcast right now for everyone that's watching on YouTube and pat yourself on the back. Congratulations. Get that well shot. done. Get that. Well done. You should be proud of yourself. Call By your way, family. I think yes. I just bruised my rotator cuff by doing oh, that. Oh, you're done. See ya. Two to six weeks, right? Oh, don't say that. Oh, I, I, I'll say this. If, this. if this Deshaun injury lasts beyond this week, then the Browns are in serious, serious trouble. Like If he can't come back, okay, they go to Indianapolis, right? Right. I had to look at my Brown schedule, those of you watching on YouTube. Um, if he can't come back to play against the Colts, right, and it's Gardner Minshew v. whomever, right, whether it's P.J. Walker or DTR, it just – I am really, really concerned then all of a sudden about this game. Because this one here, I'm, this is a mulligan for me, right? I mean, it's good – Unless they do something incredibly stupid at the end of the game and lose a heartbreaker, it's going to be real hard for me to get up a bunch of hot takes of how the Browns, you know, blew blew a game against such a dominating <laughs> force. But um, they need Deshaun back for the Indianapolis Colts, and I think that that goes back to your earlier point of maybe this isn't the worst week to give Deshaun uh, off. Well, so- let me also say this: that if they're not contemplating bringing in another quarterback by the thirty first then they're looking at setting up the defense the way they set up Joe Thomas for years. What a waste. What a waste. Because the Browns' defense is good. And, you know, yes, the Ravens figured out how to run on them, but this defense could, you know, is a playoff defense. And if you're going to let one side of the ball absolutely crush you so that you can advance, shame on them. They need to go out and get somebody. They need to go out and get somebody if they think that. And they better make that decision quick. But the, the key is, they have to figure out how severe that injury is to Deshaun. And it sounds to me like Deshaun didn't know, the team didn't know, and the doctor said, well, everything's connected, right? I and mean, that's really what yeah. else could they say? It's all connected. There's no structural damage in there. And then it, it turns out that there is some, you know, there is some, you know, bruising in that uh, that's uh, preventing him from being able to throw. But when you talk about the defense, right? Uh, San Francisco is number one in points allowed at 13.6 and the Browns are right behind them allowing just 15 points per game. So the, the top defenses are squaring off. Now here's where the contrast comes in though. And that's when you talk about the offenses, right? The Browns are 23rd in scoring averaging 19 points a game. Whereas the 49ers, which I, I like couldn't believe that they're not number one in scoring, but they are second in scoring averaging 33.4 uh, points a game. The Browns are 21st in total offense. The 49ers are third uh, run offense. Browns are five. Uh, 49ers are third pass offense. Browns are 30th. Not great. And uh, the 49ers are tw- uh, eighth, I should say, with uh, with Brock Purdy uh, as their quarterback. So um, that, so, that's, that's where this is like, it's tight defensively. When you look at both of these defenses together, like, ah, this could be a offense optional type of game, right? It's going to be real tight. Maybe first one to 15 or 16, whatever, right? First one to 17 is going to win the game, but then you break down the offenses and you see what San Francisco has. And then you look what the Browns have, and that's where you get that major, major separation between these two teams. All right, let's talk more about injuries when we come back. It's always game day in Cleveland. 
All right, segment three, kids. That's where we are, and I know you love hanging with us for one, two, and now three. That's where we're at. It's always game day in Cleveland. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate everybody who's watching on YouTube, and, of course, if you're on the Odyssey app, you are outstanding as well. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well, at game day CLE. He is Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin, brought to you locally by Smiley One and Bryant. Yep, if you've got a heating or cooling issue, give my friends at Smiley One a call here in Northeast Ohio. Daryl, uh, let's talk about other significant injuries because I'm sitting here talking about the quarterback. You're talking about the quarterback. We've done it for hours over the last two weeks. That offensive line, the Browns offensive line, is a mess right now. Absolute mess, and I don't think that anyone's uh, really hitting that very hard other than the people in the media who are still talking about it. But I don't think fans are uh, – I mean, this could be a lot of backups in there on Sunday. Well, yeah, I'm um... – so the the guys that didn't practice, not named Deshaun Watson, uh, on Wednesday, uh, Joel Batonio, who has a knee injury, he was on crutches last week. Um, uh, Miles Garrett with the foot, I think Miles is going to be fine. I asked Kevin Stefanski if him sitting out was more precautionary, and he said yes, that it was precautionary. Uh, David Njoku, uh, again, I think that's just to allow him his face and his hands uh, to continue to heal. Uh, I if he played against the Ravens, like Najoku is going to play against the, the the 49ers. I just I don't sure. see a scenario where uh, that's going to happen. I mean, he's just he's that uh, tough of a man that he's able to to deal with that pain and and play through it. And again, he led the Browns in in catches, I should say, uh, uh, against the Ravens. And then of course, you know, Ethan Posick, uh, who uh, is banged up as well. Um, you know, he, he was accounted for. So I, look, it's it's not great up front right now, and then we have the 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 Jedwill situation, right? And and the thought of him going against Nick Bosa, uh, again, that might be why DTR they don't want to crush DTR's confidence as a young player, right? Have his first two starts be where he just absolutely gets you know bludgeoned, uh, and and the team gets annihilated in in back to back starts. You don't want to kill this kid's confidence, but. Um, I mean, yeah, there there are concerns with the offensive line. They can't run with much effectiveness. Unfortunately, the the few good runs they've had have had to be come, uh, called back because of penalty. So, um, and really, I, I think that PJ Walker's best friend on uh, Sunday is going to be a strong run game. If they're able to run the game, I think that that's their best opportunity. From Shorten the game, game up by running the clock. Yeah, short, it, yeah, and and also not having to have PJ Walker do it himself you see what i'm saying so if uh jerome ford and Pierre you're also going up against a defense daryl that gives up i think three yards a carry five yards a throw uh they are number three uh or i'm sorry hang on uh rushing defense they are second they give up just 64.2 yards per game uh so this is not the team that you want to get your run offense healthy against but I do feel like that that's got to be an, uh, a point of emphasis this week. I'll be honest with you. I would, I would run right. And unfortunately, that makes you very predictable. But I think your two best players on your offensive line, your two best healthy players, I should say, because I, obviously Joel Batonio is your best offensive lineman, but he's injured right now. And I don't think he's going to be strong enough to be able to carry Jed Wills like we've had, seen him. Expect to see a tight end next to Jed Wills all night. A hundred percent. But I would try and run to the right as much as possible because you've got the big body Dewan Jones, who I think has done a fairly nice job. 
Uh, I'm not getting him a gold jacket for Canton uh, just yet, but I think he's doing a nice job filling in for Jack Conklin anchor on the right side of that line. And then, of course, you have Wyatt Teller, who's just one of the best second and third level blockers in the National Football League. I mean, he is the king of the 25-yard down the field pancake block, right? Right. Uh, So I would try and use that right side. And to your point, I think the the double tight end set has to be a staple this week. Uh, You might even have to, you know, I know they like using these empty sets. I don't think you can have empty sets in the backfield as often this week either. I think you need some help back there for protection purposes too, um, as well as to help the the run game. So, um, but Gerald, did you ever uh, go ahead? I'm sorry. Keep going. I just, I I feel like that the run game is going to be their best friend Uh, aside from the defense. Like the Browns need the defense to score points. Like this isn't a, well, you know, if they can finally get Brock Purdy to throw an interception, which he's not done this year, but if they can make that happen, they need to do that. Or if they can force a fumble, gets, you know, Christian McCaffrey's fumbled. So, you know, can they pop the ball out of his hands and, and recover? It's not even that. Like, they need a turnover return for a touchdown. Like, that's – so my formula to win this game on Sunday against the 49ers and, – and, look, they got to come east. That's the other part of this, too. They got to come east. They could be sleepy, Daryl. They could be sleepy. They're, they're going to start – 9 o'clock kickoff. It, well, it's a 10 a.m. kickoff on their body clocks because it's yeah. 10, it'll be 10 a.m. on the West Coast when this thing kicks off here in Cleveland. So – yeah, um, th- this is why you play the game. But to me, the keys, short, quick passes from P.J. Walker, strong run game, ball control offense, right? And Brock Purdy can't score if he doesn't have the ball in his hands. And then conversely, defensively, they need to force turnovers. The three and outs will be great, but I hate to put – because the defense has been really, really good. I know they had the bad game against the Ravens and it wasn't up to their standard, but I'm not going to sit here and bash the defense and 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 criticize them off of one game. But I feel like to your point earlier about like the pressure be, being added to the defense and weight mm-hmm. and this talent being wasted, right? So yep. you know, Thomas, like the I, I think the pressure is on the defense to create points against San Francisco and get whether it's an interception return for a touchdown or a fumble return for a touchdown. I just feel like the defense has to score points for them on Sunday for them to have a chance to win this game. Yeah, I agree. I also think part of the problem, although the Ravens were able to run early in the game too, was the Ravens figured out a way to run against the Browns, and then the defense was on the field way too much when your offense can't is three and out. You just you can't survive that way in the NFL. And they have got – I mean, they have a good defense, rock solid. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, you might have said one of the best in the NFL. still up there. You know, you talked about the numbers just now. But – I, I just, you can't leave those guys on the field for the entire game. It's just, it's not, you can expect to win. You know, you're I'm, like, you're watching Pittsburgh and Baltimore the other day and Pittsburgh's defense, you know, kept them in the game long enough so that they can make a quick strike and try to win that game. And that's what happened. And hundred percent. Despite the fact the Steelers still tried to give it away at the end, which is amazing to me. Yeah. I, again, I, I feel like that the Browns are going to have to do to the 49ers what the Steelers were able to do to the Ravens. So to speak. Yep. Right? Yeah. And, I, yeah. I just totally agree just with that. Muck up the game, make it as sloppy <laughs> as can be. And, and then hopefully you can do something late in the fourth quarter to get you over the top. Right. Um, again, like, I don't like their odds to win this game. Uh, I certainly will not be picking the the Browns to win this game if Deshaun Watson is is not able to play. I mean, even if he's able to play, I don't know if I'm going to pick him because he hasn't been able to do much the last couple of weeks. But 
um, you know, you, 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 you play the game. There are no absolutes. It's the national football league. Weird stuff happens. And any Browns fans will knows like weird stuff happens. And it always seems to happen to the Cleveland Browns, <laughs> but um, that's why you play the game. So I, I do, I do feel like that's the formula for the Browns to to pull this rabbit out of their hat and, and win this game. And then I think if they're able to do that, we're having entirely different conversations on our post-game pod after oh. Sunday and then come uh, Sunday. It's If they pull off a victory on Sunday, everyone's talking Super Bowl because they'll <laughs> beat the best team in the league with a backup quarterback. I just yeah. uh, be prepared for two and three. And if anything happens uh, that doesn't stop that, you should be so excited. I'll be happy for a competitive game. They Daryl, they really okay. need Deshaun healthy next week for the Colts. Great. That, that is where my concern is going to get because everyone's like, oh, how worried are you about Deshaun? I'm not worried right now because I don't think they're going to beat the 49ers with or without him. Right. So I would I'm I'm kind of with you. I would rather them just say, you know what, Deshaun? Take the week, rest, rehab. Let's get that rotator cuff as healthy as possible so it's not a lingering injury for the remainder of the season. So you're as because they need him to be as close to 100% as they can. Opportunity knocks on the back end of this schedule. Seven of the 10 final opponents on the schedule right now, below 500. Three of those opponents are one and four. There are a ton of winnable football games down the stretch. Two and three does not bury this football team. But if Deshaun plays and gets re-injured, if, if Deshaun doesn't play this week as well as next week, or this thing lingers even further into Seattle week, right? And he can't play the next, and they lose the next three. Well, two and five might bury you, but two and three absolutely will not. There's my final thought. Just that, it, please do not send Deshaun Watson out there if he's at fifty-five percent, because odds are he's going to get hurt, and then it's going to last a lot longer. It's not worth it. It's just not worth it based on everything you just said. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland. We always want to thank. Meredith Kane, who's our outstanding producer of this podcast. We appreciate you watching on YouTube. And of course, thanks for following us on the Odyssey app. Why don't you uh, become a subscriber to the podcast? We always appreciate you. Thanks for watching and listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.